Wyatt back with you once again. Um, today, I have a special guest who's hanging out with me. Um, but for right now, I'm going to talk, I'm by myself for right now, I'm going to talk about um, the Lakers' new acquisition. Former Miami Heat Reserve, Dion Waiters. I'm not a, I'm not convinced that this Dion Waiters experiment is going to work because I don't think you need it. I don't think they needed it. I don't there are they could have just kept who they had and just rolled it out because it's way better than that than doing this. But on Monday, once it once it came out that the workout went well. I knew they were gonna. I knew. I knew that was a the beginning of something. I knew it. Even even though they worked him out, I knew they'd only work him out if they intended to. If they if they intended to sign him, and they would only have leaked out how good it went if they intended to sign him. So, in my opinion, that what we heard on Sunday before the game in New Orleans, that they were going to consider that they're going to work him out the next day. Then on Monday night, we hear that it went so well, and now they're they're bringing him back. That's what this is. That's 100% what this is. They are trying to enforce into our heads that they don't think that this team going forward would win anything. I do, but I think a lot of people don't. And that is why the Lakers are making this move. They're making this move because they have Phil Handy knows him, LeBron knows him. Um, it just it makes enough it, it This is the kind of thing that has to work. Or you're paying the price. This has to go. This has to work. Or you're paying the price. Going forward. And that is what's happening. If this doesn't work. Everyone's going to come to. Everyone's going to complain. So you better have. You better have some good. Intel that this is going to work. Because I don't think many people do. So you better do you bet you better be able to handle it. This is this this is just an unreal this is just unreal. What the what the Lakers are doing, bring him in. This is a move that could impact how people see Frank Vogel going forward because this is this is someone who could wreck all of your um all of your chemistry that you've had. Dwight Howard is a big name, so you could see why they wanted it to work. With Deion Waiters, it doesn't matter. They don't need this kind of thing to work. They don't need it. They don't need Deion Waiters. The Lakers don't. And hell, they're bringing him on with the toughest two-game stretch in in the whole entire season. We have Milwaukee tonight. 
They have the Clippers on Sunday. It's a Clippers home game. So you need to make sure that none of this short changes that. None of this should short change your goal. And if you and if you don't, and if you're 0-2 and you lose both games tonight and Sunday afternoon, I think you're giving people the right to question it. And you can't. These are huge games to shut people up who don't believe the Lakers are able to do this. There is a room of people out there who don't believe the Lakers can do this. And this move just might have cheapened your moment. And that is what we should be worried about right now. If this doesn't work, and the Lakers took this big gamble, this is the time of year where you don't take gambles. This is a time of year when, if you have, if you have the chemistry the Lakers have, then why, why do it? They have the best chemistry in the whole league. Not even Milwaukee, who will, who are seeing tonight, have this amount of have this amount of chemistry, and it's not even close. It's not. So I'm very upset that the Lakers went and did this move because it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make you better. That should be the the that should be the reason. Um, and if he does great, call me a liar on Twitter. I don't care. But I'm not a believer that this Deion Waiters bullshit is going to work. If you're going to do this, you need to understand what the problem is. The problem is 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 Deion Waiters is a major problem. The issue is, is you have a major problem. If this doesn't work, you have cheapened your momentum and you have cheapened the moment. This is the time the Clippers are starting to get good. The Clippers are starting to route, starting to route opponents now. This is not the time to do this because if you lose, guess what you do? You are succeeding games to the Clippers. Why do you want to do that? I have no idea. And, and you give the right to people like Jay, J, Jason Williams and um, Jackie McMullen. Smart people who, who I know, but they're just, they just, you're giving those people the right to assume that the Lakers are not as good as the Clippers and they don't know what they're doing. I believe... That this move is is incredibly costly. If you if you don't if if you lose these next two games tonight and Sunday, people are gonna start asking this question. Why did you make this move and were you for real? And you should you should not want that. You should not want this. You should not want this to be the to be. This should not be the major move that you make in regards to this. Um, and if you don't, if you're not able to handle it, then maybe don't do it. Maybe let it go. Um, that's fine too. Um, so this is going to be a short um, open because I have to. Um, do some work late in a couple minutes, and then I will come back with Ramona. 
um, and it, it and then we will talk about Kobe and the Lakers and all of this crazy stuff going forward. And and why I don't think the coronavirus has any impact on the NBA, and shouldn't. I talked about that on Monday night's episode, um, but I am going to bring that topic back. I I feel like if this once again, if this doesn't work, if this doesn't work, this. Dion Waiter's experience doesn't work. Then you need then you need to tell yourself, you need to ask yourself a question. Were you better off not doing it? And the answer is obviously yes. My dad my dad told me in the on the way here, he's like, why don't you want the Clippers to be good? It's not that I don't. not that I don't. It's because I want LeBron to be successful here in LA. And I want this to work. And if the Clippers the Clippers are the are what the are the team that people are talking about instead. Okay? That's what I'm saying. People want LeBron to be old. They want the narrative to stay there. So I I'm really I've been bullish on the Lakers since October. I really believe, and, and really since July, when all the moves were coming down, I really believe that the Laker team is more vet-savvy. And in the playoffs, the vets are what you need because you're not going to play those younger guys, are you, in the playoffs? You're not. So I feel like you're going to... When rotations get smaller... And you and you and the starters play more minutes. I think you'd rather see LeBron and AD play more minutes than I think Kawhi and Paul George. I think you would rather see that. I know I would. Um, and to think of it, to think of it in this, think of it in this, think of it like this for a second. The Lakers know that the Clippers are probably the only team right now that they should fear. Okay, maybe the Rockets because the Rockets have been absolutely ridiculous lately. Um, and they lost to the Knicks, but what's that going to do? <laughs> Losing to the Knicks doesn't tell you a whole lot. I mean, you were caught the the rock the Rockets were caught sleeping in MSG. It's okay, it's all right. So um, I just really, really, really believe that in order for this all this to work, and all this to and all this to work. Deion Waiters has to be mature. He has to be mature, and he can, he has to stay off those edibles. <laughs> and if he doesn't, that's a major issue for the Lakers. So we're going to take a break, and I will be back with Ramona Shelburne. I have Ramona Shelburne with me. ESPN, NBA Insider, and I call the queen of the NBA very affectionately. It's true. Um, she's been here before, um, and we've talked about her 
now award-winning podcast for Sterling Affairs. You can listen to that one. It was about a few months ago that we talked about that. The NBA is the news that this league can produce on a day-to-day basis is absolutely unreal. Is Are these the Lakers and the Clippers are, in my opinion, the front runners to make it to the conference finals? And I believe that the Lakers will win in part because veteran leadership wins out. And I feel like LeBron and AD are, are better leaders than Kawhi and, and, and Paul George. Um, That's well, what I think. I don't know if I would say they're better leaders. But, they're, but I think they have more of that quality. Yeah, they've them. been there. I think, look, I, I always felt like the, uh, the Lakers had the best duo in the NBA. I think LeBron and Anthony Davis are the best duo in the NBA. I think the Clippers are a deeper team. Um, and deep as to what? Because I, I keep yelling at my mom uh-huh. because our house is divided. And I keep yelling at her because... You don't need to yell. I know I don't, but I can't <laughs> help it. I'm very impassioned about the place I work and the station I work for. And yeah. I'm convinced... That the Lakers aren't good, we we have, there's no reason for us to be here on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> and so I feel like the Lakers, I, I have a different view on it. It might be a little selfish of me. Mm-hmm. But I believe that the Lakers have brought me a lot of success, and the Clippers didn't do that for me. Oh, I see. So that's just loyalty. Yeah, it's loyalty. I, I get that. That's fair. Um, and, why, and why, why would I... Why would I be here without John and Steve? You and I know. Yeah. Well, you and I are very similar in that regard. Um, and so we have, I have this thing where when I talk about the Lakers on here, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with, majority of the time, what other people say because I need them to be good. I think you and I, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know what you're we saying. Need, so, but we, I think there's a there's a difference between you you being a Laker fan and your loyalty to the team. And, and my franchise. loyalty is different is different now. It, mine's 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 different in the sense that I have to, in my job, objectively call it and and, I work, and evaluate I'm working the on team. That, but that's so. It's, I find that. Well, it's hard. It, it and, but I mean, for me, it's like it's literally my job. I've been doing yeah, it for 15 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my my sense of it is that uh, my job is to objectively say who I think is would win or who the better team would be. And my opinion, at least, is I think the Lakers have the best duo, and I think they have the best top-end talent. But, you know, but I kind of think that the Clippers have more ways to beat you. They are I, deeper. They have more different ways that they can score, they can beat you, et cetera. And I think, and I think as a coach, Doc has seen way more than Frank has mm-hmm. in his time as a coach. I'd agree with and that. I think However, that that has a lot to do Frank with. has Jason Kidd and Lionel Holmes on this team. The, the best coaching staff I think we've ever seen in the past 15, 20 years in the NBA. Maybe, I used to say that that was the Doc Lakers Rivers. Or the no, I think the Lakers have the best coaching staff we've seen Ooh. in 10 years. I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, maybe five. Like, no, I, mean, I think the Clippers have a damn good staff too. But I think that. But this, to me, the best staff probably, I you know, I think uh, Greg Popovich's staff, where yeah. he had Greg Popovich, Brett Brown, Mike Budenholzer, 
on that team, Ime Doga, Edo Messina, the, the, that, that core group. And we still hear about Messina and talks for NBA jobs all the time. That yeah. name has never gone away. Right. It's gone away a little bit now because I don't think he's around Yeah, he anymore. didn't get the head job anymore. He's a little upset. <laughs> but he's not there now. Um, and I also think that the Lakers as a team right now might have done themselves a humongous disservice. How so? By signing the waiters. Well, we're about to see. You I, know, I'm it's really a big worried risk. about that. And, you know, that it's a risk and it's not. Cause, because if he comes in and he is not, if his head's not in the right place, if he's we know that that's disruptive, him. well, we know, we, they spent a lot of time evaluating that. So explain to me how they came to this decision and what you think went into this and what do you think their goal is and what do you think they want out of him? What are um, their expectations? Their expectation level has to be kind of low, right? Best because case scenario, he has the kind of impact that, um, you know, Dwight Howard, they signed him under similar circumstances, right? Where, you know, if it works out, it could really help them. If it doesn't work out, then they just cut him. Right? But so that's kind I, of the way they're, they're playing it. Now, the difference is Deion Waiters is a lot younger than Dwight Howard. He hasn't been through all this. But he might be on his the same kind of last chance that Dwight Howard is. My th- but Jeannie Buss has made incredibly clear that she wanted this Dwight Howard thing to work, and she was willing to. He wasn't as on as a as much of a tight leash as people might think. Oh, I think he was on a pretty tight leash. What do you think he well, had you to say do? That now, like I think they I say, say I that think now. I'm saying it now because we he know what out. he is. We yeah. know what he is. When they but first signed him, there was I like, was against it. You know, I was in your saying. I was so saying here's no. The thing, what? The, when the Lakers signed Dwight Howard, their big thing was everybody has to be on board. I don't want, they didn't want one person saying, yeah, I wasn't really in favor of that. That was Frank's choice. You know, that was so-and-so's choice, right? They didn't want anybody later on, if it didn't work out, to be able to go and say, yeah, I was against it. Somebody forced me to do that. They wanted everyone to say yes. And so they finally got that, and they had the same kind of process with Dion Waiters. Now... I think that only works if if you trust each other, if you feel like, you know, because nobody wants to get blamed if something doesn't work out. Everybody wants the credit when it does work out, but nobody wants the blame, right? So I think that is what's happening with with all these guys, um, which is, you know, that they are, um, they're taking a risk. But at this stage in the season, anybody you sign right now is probably not playing major minutes. Like, you know, Deion Waiters is probably going to play here and there, and so he has to be okay with that role. Like, he may go three games without playing. He may play for half half a game and then not get into the game for another four games. For people who don't know him the way we do, what are his, what is his upside? What's his upside? Oh, yeah, well, he could score. We know that. He's a really good scorer. He can create his own shot. Good shooter. Athletic guy. He's really number four overall pick points. in the draft. Um I think what they needed is somebody who can score without having to rely on LeBron James to set them up. So you can put Deion Waiters in a game, and he could just go off for 30. And I think they might need someone who has that tough edge yeah. because our friend Stephen A. has said in the past that no one fears the Lakers. No one thinks they're tough enough. And I've said yeah. that before. I made I've said that before, that when you watch them, nobody's getting on the ground that much for the loose ball. No one is, it's a very, it's a thing that's happening with this team. They're not, they ha, they didn't go after the tough mm-hmm. guy. 
So, Marquise Morris, to me, is a slam dunk home run. We, I think we make that move every day because of what we because of what his skill set is and the person he is and the player he is. We would do that every day because the Lakers needed someone like that a long time ago, mm-hmm. and they didn't have it. It's just easier now. Yeah, I mean, and I think that to to get to get someone like that because there was someone who was willing to come here. They don't want to risk. Yeah, not having the option because. I had George in here last season, George Sedano, and he told me that that big summer league interview that he did about, oh, we just want playmakers. We don't want anything else. Mm-hmm. And he realized then that it was we knew yeah. then that they didn't really know how to build that roster with LeBron. Well, LeBron and, was trying to do something different. Right? He was trying to say, I'm older now, I need somebody else to play make for me, I can't play, I need to grow and evolve, I'm going to be a different kind of player. And he tried it for one year, did not work at all. He needs to go back to being LeBron and playing the way he's always played and building the team around him the way they've always built the team. And I think they did that this year. I think that's why he's been so good this year. I think that's why they've been so good. Now, I don't know how sustainable it is. You know, So far, he's been great but he's 35 so you know let me does he have one year of this level does he have two years three years i don't know we don't really know what it's going to be in the in his future we don't know how long the lakers window truly is with lebron but i would say this i'd rather have an nba player at this issue than a football player at this issue yeah okay because you're not going to have well quarterbacks okay quarter well yeah well yeah (laughs) yeah we we know, um, but I think that if I'm if I'm the Lakers t- tonight, this weekend for that matter, is where we finally find out where this team is. Yeah, I think so. I think we will know where this team is, and Giannis to me is someone who still needs a performance against a. G- a top five player yeah to prove and he also needs I think the reason why Giannis is favored in the MVP race yeah more likelier than not it's because they can't do it without him right also his statistics are just off the charts yeah LeBron statistically would lose a, a vote in terms of MVP but this isn't just voted on based on, you know, what statistics. You're voting based on who you think is most valuable. To me, I think I would still vote for Do you for have it. a vote this year? I do, yeah. And where, and where are you Right now, that? I'm leaning towards LeBron. I've, I've thought that the whole season. And the reason being is that he took a team that was out of the playoffs um, for six straight years and had been through... Magic Johnson stepping down and a lack of leadership, a, you know, kind of third choice coach, whatever it is. And they went and turned it around. I mean, he's turned this whole franchise around. They're back in the playoffs and not just back, but if they win tonight, the if they win tonight, they will be the number one seed. Yeah. If they win tonight. And I think this is the biggest game at Staples Center since the 2000. 10 game 7. I think this mm. is the biggest game there has been in Staples Center. And people said, well, it was the Clippers and Lakers on Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is the this is 
this half of the season yeah. is this game tonight. Right. Because Giannis has no fear. Giannis is not scared by LeBron. Right. We know that. And the one thing the Lakers have to do tonight, mm-hmm. they have to defend that three-point shot. Because somebody like a Brooke Lopez or a Pat Connington is going to beat them up for that. Right. You can't, you cannot not be in rot- in the right rotations when you are playing against a team that had this many, had the, had this, has this many weapons and weapons that can hurt you. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen LeBron play very well, well, this team. We know that LeBron has done very well, but I think the wor- one of the worst games of the year was that game in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And they weren't in that at all. Yeah. They were out of it from the beginning and they weren't even they weren't even focused. Right. They, uh, I don't think they took that game as seriously as they should have. Um I have um but you know I, I want to give them cut them some slack. It was the end of a long road trip and I do feel like they they are of the mind that the only thing that matters is in November. I personally think the game on Sunday against the Clippers is more important because Milwaukee is a team that you could see in the finals or but not. But you might not. But you might not. But the Clippers, like, this is the rivalry in Los Angeles right yeah. now. And it's the first time this has been a true rivalry in the history of the Lakers and the Clippers. And the Lakers are still the big brother. They have 16 titles. They, you know, they have all this. But the the Clippers are coming for them. And they have beaten them twice. If they beat them a third time, I mean, uh, at some point, the Lakers got to beat them. They gotta, just need to beat them. Be. And my fear is when you is if the Lakers don't beat them on yeah. Sunday doesn't the narrative that people are trying to spin doesn't it come alive yeah if if that and you know what yeah. I'm talking about doesn't it come alive right. if you don't beat them on Sunday don't you kind of make it happen yeah and the thing is <coughs> that me. Christmas day game yeah they could have. That was theirs. The Lakers had that. Yeah, they had it. And that then they, was, blew it. they blew it. Totally yeah. blew it. And it was very disappointing because you felt like if that if that if that ball went the other way, mm-hmm. you felt at the end of that game, you felt like it it was the Lakers game. Right. That that call was just hanging in the balance of deciding the game. Right. And no matter how many camera angles they tried to show you and yeah. tell you, you just felt like it was. Like it was the Lakers to lose. On it, they, I felt like the Lakers outplayed them all game, and the Clippers stole it at the end. Yeah, I felt, I felt like, I felt like we were robbed, and something was stolen. That's how I felt. No, they, they had a hand in that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think Patrick Beverly has a hand in all of those He's outcomes. So good, yeah. He has a, he has a hand in all the outcomes. Yep. And I remember Lonzo Ball. That was the first player Lonzo yeah. Ball actually had to guard. Yeah. And Lonzo Ball couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. He was not able to do anything to him to hurt him. That's when I realized, you know what? Some some players aren't about playing that hard-nosed basketball that you need to play right. to be a certain team. Um, and I think Lonzo has has definitely improved in that, willing to do it. Right. But the Lakers couldn't afford to take the chance to find out. Right. You don't, you can't, you don't. And I know some people were worried about what they gave up, but my feeling is who you gave, what you got, that's mm-hmm. what you want those guys to be, and you can't take the time to find out right. who the, 
how you can't waste your time because wasn't there a real chance that if this season didn't go well, wouldn't LeBron just say bye? Um, isn't it, it, I guess there's a chance that, but I just can't see it. Like, if it was another disaster, like, I just hurts his legacy, disaster, the team's terrible, they missed the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to look. But I don't think LeBron would want to do that. He's LeBron not one of, he's is the not kind that of guy. guy. No, he when he moved, that was every time he moved to a different franchise, it's a giant move in the NBA. So he needs to be very cautious, and like he wants his family to be here. His kids are settled in. Like he doesn't want to go anywhere. So I think, like you know, personally, I don't think he would want to. I think he would try to do whatever he could to avoid that. Do you think that the Lakers are? Do you, do you, what do you, what is what's the ceiling for this team? We oh, are. I think they can win it. Do you think that they can win it? Is there a matchup in the finals that is just bad for them? I have one that's just plain bad. What do you and think? I think it's if Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play. That's the one. You think that's bad? I think that's really bad because I don't think they. I don't think the Lakers like playing. A team that has two bigs like they would and mm-hmm. use them that way. I think they'd have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Because that was one of the worst games they played the entire year. <laughs> that Philly game. Yeah, was that was re- a bad game. was really bad for well, them. Well, I wonder if Simmons is going to be back. I, mean, that's I don't a think big so. Question. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about is something that is rather. Is something that I wanted to hear your take on, because when I, when we were all here, the week that Kobe Bryant died, yeah, and we talked, we grieved together, we were all here for that. Mm-hmm. Why? Why won't the what, what? Why won't the Lakers use that as the prime motivation to get past the Clippers? Well, I think they will, like? but I think you know you have to remember. Like, that's a motivation for anybody who was a fan of Kobe's and who, um, you know, wanted to be, uh, who, who was inspired by him. But not very many guys on the team actually knew Kobe very well. Like, you know, they may have, like, played against him. Um, there may have been so many, a couple guys who played with him for a very short period of time early on, Kuzma and Caruso. And Dwight there. Howard. And Dwight. But, you know, that was a short period yeah. of one season, basically. And it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so I think, you know, somebody's not in your daily life. Like, I don't think they were talking to him regularly or hanging out. I think Kuzma was, actually. Kuzma would always talk to Kobe. But um, in terms of somebody who, you know, was right there with you. um, It didn't have the impact it did on you and me, I don't. Yeah. That I can kind of... I knew him pretty well. Uh, We talked often, uh, you know. Is there a story about him that something something really cool you'd like to share? Sure. I mean, I've shared a lot of stories, but um, one of my favorite ones was uh, just kind of early on, and uh, I was at the Daily News, and I was just kind of starting out. It was like the first road trip I ever went on, right? And so I was like insecure, and I was nervous, and I, you know, how am I going to do? I was just filling in for our regular guy, and uh, it was just like the greatest thing I got to do. It was my big break, right? I get to go on the road. Oh, so cool. So I go on the road, and... um, and I'm like, oh, God, don't mess it up. All these regular guys are out here. They do this every day. I didn't want to 
be the weak link, you know, I don't want to miss something. And um, I end up, uh, I'm in Memphis. And I remember um, Kobe was like the star of the team and they played the game and I'm, you know, working on my story and whatever it is. And like, but he's doing the post game interviews and, and he was about to leave. He wasn't really the story, you know, but then before he left, he stopped by and he said, Hey, Ramona, do you, do you need anything before I go? And I was like, wow. Um, yeah. Can I ask you like one question? You know, like, and it was like really nice because I think he recognized it was like my first time ever being out on the road. I'm sure he noticed, you know? And I didn't even think he knew my name, you know, let alone that, you know, recognize that this is a big deal for me to be out on the road and, you know, to offer up, you know, to make sure that like he didn't leave without me having quotes from him or without me talking to him. And I just thought it was like so self-aware, but also like so empathetic, like it was very real. And I remember it meant like a whole lot to me because I was very nervous, you know, I was very like, like, oh, I hope I don't fail at this. I hope I don't mess anything up. And like, I don't know. It was just like a small thing, but to him it was probably nothing. But to me, it was like a really big deal. We all have stories about people who have touched us in a in that similar way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, before I started working here, I were I was working at a preschool, mm-hmm. and I was trying to leave. I was trying to get another job. And so I was hired at this other place. And so our friends, John Ireland, Steve Mason, they, John Ireland went to a birthday party that I had. Mm -hmm. And no, wait, he did the year before, the year after this. But he sent me a text, and it said something like, I sent him a picture of my sister's birthday cake. Okay. And he said something like, um, I want to do, are you able to go out to, to go out to lunch with me at, I think it was like 1130 on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. I went. Why not? Like, right. What 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 could go wrong if I do this? So then, he asked me. Okay. He said, "What do you want me to do before I leave?" Yeah. Is there anything you want from me before I leave? Right. And I said yes. Okay. What? I want to meet Ramona Shelburne and George Sedano. Okay. That's what I said, and I will never forget that because he said yes. And there was a there was a feeling I had mm-hmm. of someone actually wanting someone to succeed mm-hmm. and wanting someone yeah. to meet someone who they look up to, and that is something that I and Kobe was that person. He wanted. The funny thing is, the story I told, the story you told, had the same beginning. Huh. Interesting. Really weird. Really, what's a weird story? And I've never really thought much about that Mm -hmm. but that's why we're here right now right so i think it's very i just think it's something really cool uh, how people open up to us when we might not think they ever will like why would you do that to us yeah you don't need to do that um so just goes to show you just little small things can be a big deal yep 
So um, the Clippers signed Joachim Noah today. He's expected to join the team next week. What do you think of that? Uh, I think that's a. I think he's a really cool guy. He hasn't played in the NBA in a while, but he plays hard. Do you, do you know something? Do you, do you know something really cool about his dad? Yeah, Yannick Noah. Yeah. Yeah. His his dad was the French Open champion back in the eighties, and. It's funny to think that because you don't think of the French Open and the NBA in the same yeah. space. So it's always funny to think about that when you think of y- yeah. Kim Noah and his dad, Yannick Noah, who are completely different people. Yeah. Who are not, there's nothing about them that would make you think they're related. They're just completely different. One is very stylish and one is incredibly, um, one of them is incredibly calm and doesn't say a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. And that's Joachim. Um, and I just find that really, really crazy. I don't think this is going to work for them. I could see him playing like eight minutes tops and on the bench and not. Yeah, not I right. don't think he plays a lot. I think he's more of a locker room guy. I he's, think he's just a guy that they can play that, when they need him. He's someone that they could use mm-hmm. when Kawhi, if if Kawhi gets hurt worse or something happens, mm-hmm. they could have him take the place. Right. That's what this is. Right. I'm not. It's a it's an awful awful awful. I mean that's horrible if that would ever happen because I don't I think that would give the Lakers a, a an unbelievable edge if that ever happened. Yeah. Because Joachim Noah we haven't seen for a while. We what we did see in Memphis wasn't very impressive. So, oh, he was okay. I thought Joachim was pretty good in Memphis. It's at, not the whole time, but not well. I saw him play. With the, against the Lakers, he was okay. He could still move, uh-huh. but I felt like I felt like he just wasn't going to have the impact. That team wasn't any good. Right. So I felt like it didn't matter. Whatever he did mm-hmm. wouldn't make them any better. Wouldn't make them any worse, and no one would care. So at this point of the season, Memphis is the eighth seed. Yeah. Do you think that holds? No, I think the Portland Trailblazers are going to sneak in there. That's my prediction. Just because I think Dame Lillard is really good. And um, to me, does Carmelo Anthony is is he? Could you see them resigning him for another year? And just yeah, I could. How is that going for them right now? Pretty good. I I, I mean, look, they haven't. They made some moves with Hassan Whiteside, and that haven't worked out. They well, that doesn't work out for they, anyone. I mean, anyone like, pays just, them, you know. Yeah, and just remember, <laughs> this was the team that was in the Western Conference Finals last year. So obviously. This is a really disappointing year. And the funny thing that people forget about the Portland Trailblazers playoff run is that was a sweep. Yeah. But it wasn't. Those games didn't play out like sweeps. You have to remember. Those second halves were really close. Yeah. Now, I think just toughness, if you you take away um, CJ McCollum, Dame Lillard, and Seth Curry, uh-huh. you probably don't get into any of those games. Right. You probably don't. But the three of them were committed to at least make the series close. Mm-hmm. And I think now they just don't have enough size, I don't think, to really scare. They might, if they make it, they make, if they make the playoff, they just don't have enough size, uh-huh. I don't think, to scare anybody. And that's a matchup that the Lakers have excelled in, other than that one game. When Willard went off, right. there was that the game that that first game of, after the tragedy. Any other game, the Lakers have pretty have 
Well, Ru- I think Ru- the Lakers Ru- would be favored in the series very, against the Blazers. Was, but I think it means more to the Blazers to make the playoffs this year. It's like there's more pressure on them to make it than there is on Memphis to make it. Do you think there's any chances? Plus, Memphis is missing Jaron Jackson Jr. for a little while. So I'm going to play a game with you. Okay. And you tell me. And then, then we got to go. Cause we got to go because I got to go down outside. I don't want you to be late. Out. So we got to go. What's so, your game? So my game is I'm going to give you a, a – a coach, and you tell me what okay. their chances are this season, and, and what work, and if they will be gone. Um, oh, this is a scary it's game. It's a very okay. scary game. Luke Walton. Mm, well, I'm going to go percentages. Okay, give me the percentage. Uh, about seventy percent. He's still there. Okay. Seventy percent. Okay. Um, James Borrego. Uh, eighty percent. Um, Kenny Atkinson. Uh, 90%. Um, Dwayne Casey. 50%. Wow, that's high. Um, I would not have expected that. Cause well. Just, um, Ryan Saunders. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. I think he stays. Um, um, Alvin Gentry. If they make the playoffs... He can he'll stay if Good. they miss the playoffs, uh, be about forty percent. Okay. Do you think that if there's a chance that they don't that that if they that they don't make it, he's still there? Yeah, forty percent. Okay. Um, I mean, le- very smaller, much smaller yeah. chance. I think that really would help. Well, the, the wild card I think out of all these is Brett Brown. Go ahead and ask that question. Yeah. I, 50-50. 50-50, because here's the thing. Brett Brown is only going to be as successful as their health. So if he, if that team, if they don't get any of them back, yeah. he might he might stay because it wasn't it wasn't a performance-based issue. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is performance-based within that organization. I do, too. I think there's a lot of pressure on them. And they have a lot of pressure, and they yeah. just literally gave away... You don't give away Markel Fultz if you don't if you don't have the pressure. They had the pressure last year when they gave him away because that made them look kind of bad. Yeah, but I think to me went. the whole thing is about they they took a couple big swings. They went and traded for Jimmy Butler. He they went stay. and traded for Tobias Harris. They went and signed Al Horford. I was shocked. I was shocked that they well. that I was shocked that they actually re-signed Tobias Harris. I was convinced. And if you if you that, that you just don't need him that you just that somebody else would pay him so much more money that he he would just be one of those you just waste money on right um oh Jim Boylan I could see him being gone I could see him yeah, being the first the first fire the first yeah, one on the 50. list there um and we have another let's ask about Mike D'Antoni oh geez yeah Mike D'Antoni who did not get a contract extension do you think he will he might they've been playing really good. You know, I think I think for Houston, it all comes down to what their matchups are. If they get into that, if let's say they finish third, they might make the Western Conference Finals. They might, you know, um, like let they could. Uh, like I think they could beat the Lakers because the Lakers did not have any answer for that small ball lineup whatsoever. I think the, La- I think the Lakers would beat them. Um, I and I think the Clippers would beat them. But I think that if Let's say the Clippers finish third and the Rockets get all the way up to second. I don't know. 
I can see that. You know, like they they, they have a path, right? Um, uh, they have a path there. Those those t the Lakers and the Clippers, I think, would beat them. But you know, they're a really dangerous team, and uh, they're a dangerous, really talented team. And I think their style confuses people. Okay, why? One, you one five minutes. Yes. Otherwise, uh, you're gonna be late. <laughs> one one last fun people question. People don't know why it's got to go work the Laker game today for us, and he's got to be there at three thirty. So yes, it's so, three twenty three. Yeah. I don't want to make you late. No, I'm, I'm, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So <laughs> for five more minutes, we're good. Um, so anyway, I have to ask you about the Knicks. I feel awful asking you about this clown yeah. show in New York, but for what what would make us believe? That they are actually going to be able to 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 get Leon Rose to do this the right way, and, well, and help him along Leon's, to do this the right way. Leon's way of doing things is like real behind the scenes, you know, under the radar kind of guy. Are they going to stand for that? Well, they're going to have to, and I think he's got a couple of good me media allies in New York that will help because you know some of the guys who are the most divisive and the guys who are. Um, who undercut have undercut a lot of other Knicks GMs are actually pretty tight with Leon Rose, so I think that'll help them. You know, like he'll have the media on his side. So you know, if he doesn't talk a lot, that's okay because he's got the media on his side. Um, the question is, you know, can they get players there? And if they do get players there, you know, is it going to be enough? To who work? who do you get? Who wants to play there? Don't we know? Don't haven't we seen them try and they've missed every single time? Who do you think takes their takes the chance? Yeah. yeah. No one, right? I mean, they can't. Well, I think it's uh I think people do take the sounds a free agency. I think it'd be more like trades, you know. They've got a lot of young players that they drafted pretty high that Who haven't, haven't exactly, worked out. Uh, Frank Nilatina, Kevin Knox, and the yeah. list goes on and on. Yeah. Of course everyone's gonna want RJ Barrett, which I don't think they would They're not no, no, but, don't don't give it him. He's he the yeah. best chance of do, of getting any, of, of doing anything meaningful. Right. If if they have anybody, if they keep anybody they have right now, he's the only one you keep. Yeah. Everybody else you take out to the pasture and you say, what's what's your best offer? Yeah. That's how that's how god awful these additions have been for them. We knew, and I'm not saying that that um, that that some of those players are bad. I'm saying they don't fit. Yeah. Alfred Payton and R.J. Barrett should not be playing together. Right. That looks odd. Okay. Yeah. Um, Taj Gibson should not be playing on a team with a bunch of young with a team that's trying to rebuild. Yeah. He he doesn't he didn't need that. Um, and Marcus Morris when he left, we knew that wasn't going to last forever because I I thought it was a ridiculous decision by him anyway. Well, they had an idea. I think that they. They were hoping if Alfred Payton was healthy all year long and Dennis Smith Jr., you know, made good on all the talent that he had. He had personal issues, yeah. shall we say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> personal issues. Well, he had a, a death in the family yes. that was very sad. And he's had yeah, some I felt bad for the guy, too. And, um, and same thing with um, uh, they had another guy in the team. If with we well. can revisit that, that ridiculous Mavericks trade, do you think the Knicks still pull that off today? No way. I think they do it. I think they would trade Porzingis again, but I don't think that's what they would trade him for. Because they trade him away for trash. I mean, literally well, guys that guys yeah. that the Mavericks couldn't get couldn't wait to get rid of. Yeah, they trade away for for guys whose contracts would come off the books, you know, so they could or sign guys or they didn't get guys like agents. guys like um, what's his name um, DeAndre Jordan yeah. who. 
they really wanted in the, the free agency period before. Yeah. The Clippers convinced him to stay, and DeAndre Jordan is not who yeah. who they thought he was, and he still isn't anything. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Who, if there's any coach. All right, here's your last question. Here's my last question. Line. I got to run. Here's my last question. <laughs> here's my last, yes, thanks. Here's my last question. Okay. What, give me five names that the Knicks should go after. Mm-hmm. In order of of likelihood. Oh, I don't even know. I mean, honestly, like uh, doesn't I mean, Mark Jackson get a look in this? Oh, uh, you mean coaching wise? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think Tom Thibodeau is a, is a name to look at. Um, Ty Lue would a, be an interesting yeah, name. Tom Thibodeau had a funny exchange here one day. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Wasn't funny. Um, but yeah, I think it's Tom Thibodeau. I think you. I think another name that I'd throw out Mark Jackson because if, yeah. he's, if just because he's played there yeah. and they don't exactly. I don't think there's anything with the Knicks that's off the table because we've seen them make some really ridiculous moves. Yeah, and just how ridiculous it is. So, last question for you: The Cavaliers have screwed it up all over all over the place. Uh-huh. Is there a is? Do you think that? Do you think that Dan Gilbert realizes just how bad that John Beeline situation was, and how I think we could all have seen it coming a mile away? Just how bad that was going to be, because John Beeline doesn't present himself as someone who could handle that. Um, I think that Dan is less involved than he has been because he has yeah, yeah. some health issues. Um, but I think everybody understood how badly that went. And I think um, John Beeline understood more than anybody, right? Uh, it was a pretty, pretty quick player revolt right there. Oh, you bet. And, you know, they tried Kevin to... Love was just yelling at him the, on the sideline. Like, it yeah. was a full-on yell match. Yeah, it didn't work out at all. And I, I, always, I always feel bad for people when that kind of stuff doesn't work because, you know, you never... Like the way people's, uh, the way, you know, the the way this league is, it's like, you know, that's probably the only shot he'll ever have at it. You know, he'll have to go back to college and coach or he'll just retire. I mean, that's, you know, it's never he, he, a good he's thing. He's better off retiring, fire. in my opinion, just well, his age and anything in general. Um, so thanks for doing this. You're welcome, Let's do it man. some other time. Um, and thanks for doing this. I got to go outside before they to start work. to find out where I am. Right. I will be, um, I will I will talk to you guys later.